Yeah, what's, what's up, what's up, what is hip and happening for the moment? What's the matter with me podcast keeps you tuned in to everything hip and cool. And now, 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 there's some kind of Buddhist joke where a demon, I forget what the guy asks. He asks the guru some question and then the result is a demon chases him around with a stick hitting him with the stick and and being like now 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 hitting him with the stick now 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 some kind of buddhist joke i guess now now you are tuned in to the what's the matter with me podcast my name is john i'm 43 years old gotta update everything that says i'm a different age because right now now 43 43 years old husband father radio dj podcaster and i have multiple sclerosis and i made this podcast to share what i'm going through and i'm a small business owner too i that goes in there somewhere hopping hot sauce baby i'm gonna get new hopping hot sauce in june i'm out now you can't buy it anywhere but in june there's gonna be more hopping hot sauce it's the best sauce in the world the world i'm telling you it's good to play the jingle on a positive note i've been trying to get new hopping hot sauce since july of last year and it's taking me 11 months if i get it in june if indeed i do get it hopping hot sauce back in the building gotta give a shout out speaking of in the building shout out time it's the beginning you know how we do shout outs to brian who liked the the thing on twitter i posted or the robot posts an automatic post of this podcast the twitter account at john hoppin at j-o-h-n-h-o-p-b-i-n check it out i got when i got covid i was tweeting myself back to health man twitter brian liked this thing when i posted a new episode maybe he'll like this thing but he'll definitely get shout outs in it shout outs to the sandman who's learning to dj he's looking for a dj trainer he'll get one he'll figure it out sandman shout outs to joe who said i should record a record with my deep r&b voice but now i've recovered pretty much from covid i guess i should still record a record with my deep r&b voice no 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 r&b deep r&b buddhist joke record no 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 
No, they're there. Also, shout outs to Rocky. I gave Rocky a shout out last time about two P and B, two PB and J sandwiches give you COVID. If you have them for dinner and two nights in a row, you might get COVID. Rocky, call. I was talking to Rocky on the phone. I think I called Rocky. We were just talking about nothing, but she reminded me that that I came up with that idea of peanut butter jelly sandwiches give you COVID and she was just spitting it back to me but then I spit it back to her on the shout out and she said it was the best shout out she'd ever received. So write me an email john at hopin world j-o-h-n at h-o-p-p-i-n-w-o-r-l-d dot com i'll give you a shout out it'll be the best one best one you ever had wow what a shout out i got and i got a great shout out the best shout out two pb and j sandwiches I'm not a doctor, don't take this for medical advice, and if you need medical advice, ask your healthcare provider, not some guy on a podcast. I think that generally works for everything. If you're if you're listening to podcasts trying to get advice from it, that's wrong. Go on a walk or go on a roll in your wheelchair or just don't take advice from a podcast. So don't go on a walk. Don't go on a roll. Do your own thing, man. I made green goddess dressing. That's a, a salad dressing kind of dip thing with mayonnaise and yogurt and herbs, anchovies and garlic. It's... It, so I made it, but I put an entire head of garlic in it because remember, I couldn't taste from COVID. I could hardly taste anything that's clearing up. And I think the green garlic dressing helped. I, I remember Dr. Andrew Weil. Do you remember this guy? I think he might be dead now. Let me let me do a little fact checking on Andrew Weil. Okay, dude is still alive. Andrew Weil is still alive. Don't listen to me about who's alive or dead. I don't know that he's alive. I haven't shaken his hand. He's not here, you know, but he is here because he's, Wikipedia says he's alive. The FDA is after him, Dr. Andrew Weil. He's in big trouble. But I remembered back in the 90s when I was first getting the idea that food could be medicinal or could be good for you, help you um, have good health. And so food could do that. And Andrew Weil was the guy. I saw him on some TV talk show and he was like, garlic is medicinal. And I was like, wow, it's medicine. Garlic. You know, he didn't come up with that idea, but he's the one who said it to me. Or he didn't say it to me. He said it to the studio audience and it was a broadcast and I heard it. So garlic is medicinal. What else? He also said conventional mushrooms are poisonous. 
I wasn't really sure about that, but I was like, sure, I'll buy the brown mushrooms. So and now the FDA is after him and he's making money from his medicinal celebrity. And I guess that's a problem. Am I doing that? No, I'm not making any money. And I am not a celebrity. I'm a, I'm an, a micro failed influencer. I'm an influenceless influencer. Shout outs. J-O-H-N at H-O-P-P-I-N-W-O-R-L-D. I thought Dr. Andrew Weil, he said garlic uh, was medicinal. So I put a whole head of garlic in my green goddess dressing to wake my taste buds up to calibrate them after having COVID and tasting things really weird. And it definitely, definitely provided me with garlic breath. I had so much garlic breath. So my whole head of, of spring garlic, nice green garlic, spring garlic. So it wasn't like it was old garlic, but it was still an entire head of it. And it had, it's in that like becoming stage where it's in between spring green garlic and dried garlic. There were cloves. So anyway, this whole head of green garlic dressing, whole head of green garlic in the green goddess dressing, it calibrated my uh, taste buds because garlic is medicinal. I twisted my knee. I was walking. I kind of hyperextend or like nearly hyperextend my right leg when I'm walking. I have trouble with that because I have a brace on my my ankle and it kind of messes up my walking but it allows me to get from point a to point b so i like don't ask questions i just walk but i ended up twisting my knee i think i had too many beers after dinner or something and i i twisted my knee and fell down it, it hurt. And so I'm taking ibuprofen and it's kind of like I hyperextended my knee a little. It's not too bad, but having a brace on your ankle makes you walk weird. You could end up stepping wrong, putting your weight in the wrong direction and then twist your knee. I'll be okay. It's It's like... One, I, I take one ibuprofen in the morning and one in the day. And it seems pretty good. So it's getting better. I feel like I should apologize or like reassure you. But I hurt myself. Probably had too many beers at dinner. Two. Two is too many. I can have one. Two, two beers, too many. Because there's wine in there too. I can't have two beers and wine. And the way people make beer now is that one beer equals like 70 beers. Like it's extra strength. They're like, what you need from this beer is for it to almost kill you. That's what beer people are all about. Same with hot sauce people. They're like, what you need is that the hot sauce almost kills you. If it doesn't, you won't almost, you won't have the real experience of death or whatever people think is going on. What do they think? I don't know. Okay, why be normal gear? 
a, a person dressed head to toe in YB normal gear. Like I'm saying fanny pack, sweatpants, sweat, sweatshirt, tote bag, flip flop, like where it says YB normal on the side of the flip flop, you know, sunglasses, YB normal, YB normal head to toe. A yellow and white YB normal sweatsuit and sunglasses. You, I guess at Cafe Press, maybe you can make it. I just had this idea of just head to toe YB normal. Sounds good. YB normal. Sweatsuit, tote bag, backpack, cell phone case. YB normal. Person head to toe. I turned one of the dads, speaking of YB Normal, I turned one of the dads on my kids' baseball team on to Guy Clark. You know Guy Clark. He made um, LA Freeway, She Ain't Going Nowhere. He's a songwriter, a Texas kind of country songwriter, singer, songwriter guy. He made uh, old number one. I don't know that much about it, but the guy was talking about John Prine. And I was like, you might like Guy Clark. And he texted me saying he was listening to it and he liked it. And that's like a thing for me. I like turning people on to music. I like DJing. I like when people are like, what is this? I like it. Whether it's dancing or listening to the radio or just put it on a record when you're having a barbecue. I like turning people on to music. That's my thing. So if you like John Prine, you might like Guy Clark. I got turned on to Guy Clark by Steve Earle. Um, Steve Earle is like a... Texas, another one of these country, Austin singer-songwriter people. He made a record tribute to Guy Clark when he died. When Guy Clark passed away a couple of years ago, the record's called Guy. And he sings a bunch of the big hits. Like he sings um, Dublin Blues desperados waiting for a train and all the anyway I, I got this guy onto this country music you can take it or leave it I like turning people on to music that's my thing that's why I DJ so it was cool to like get in there and affect one of the dads on the baseball team I thought I live here I'm real I'm in San Leandro I am real I worked out last week. I haven't worked out this week. It was about two-thirds of a full workout, but I didn't work out during COVID. And I wanted to get back on the bike, and it was satisfying. I got to work out more. I got to get back on. I want to try and be twice this week. But it's already Wednesday, so I'm like, how am I doing? Not very good. Got to get back on the bike. I bet telling you about it, I'll feel guilty. I'm like a person with guilt. And so I'll be like, I told him I got to get back on the bike or else I'm going to have to tell him I'm not riding the bike. 
I don't want to do that. I want to ride the bike. Exercise is important. And I had an okay workout. I mean, why not more? I got MLB.TV. And it's like a new... I'm in a new baseball universe where I don't really care about my local team. The A's right now, I I really followed them from 2000 to 2005. I went to a lot of games, but I moved to New York and then they were going to move to Fremont back then. And I was like, they're just leaving. And so... At that point, I was like, I'm here in New York. I might as well go see the Mets. I can't bring myself to root for the the Yankees that are like the evil, evil people. I can't root for them, but I can root for the Mets. The Mets are terrible. Now the Mets are good. That was 2006, I started rooting for the Mets, then I moved back to San Jose. I started going to San Jose Giants minor league games. And I was like, I just don't care. I'll just watch whoever is playing baseball close. I'll just go. And now my kids are playing baseball and there's plenty of baseball to watch them. And generally, I would say they don't hardly understand the game. So it's not that great to watch. But that's why I got MLB.TV. So we could have baseball on in the house. So at least they could see it. And we could talk about the rules. And what's going on. And why, why this and that. And, you know, and so we've started to talk about it how the they one thing that really bothered me is the kids didn't understand the force out and when you had to tag the runner and when you could force out they didn't understand that and so watching it develop the same way every play be like the kid hits a grounder then throw to first the first baseman misses And then the runner is between first and second. And it's like, where's the force? How does it work? Do we tag? You know, so I got MLB.TV because I figured out this will just answer it. They'll watch this and they'll kind of. But MLB.TV doesn't allow you to watch your home team. So I can't see the A's or the Giants. So to a lot of people, it's like, why would I get that? But I'm not a a fan of the business of baseball. I was so mistreated as an A's fan. And I can't believe it. They're still mistreating them. A's fans are being put through the ringer for like 15 years. No one comes to the games It's like attendance 2,500. Like the minor league team in San Jose has a shot to draw more than the A's, I think. That's probably wrong, but it doesn't feel great to go to an empty stadium, so I haven't wanted to go. So we watch 
MLB.TV, we watch Shohei Otani. And I try and get my kids into it on a kind of nationalistic basis. I'm like, you're Japanese. He's Japanese. So you should like this. And they're kind of not convinced. And I'm not really convincing. But I had this idea. I was like, if if some Irish guy named like Mickey O'Sullivan is like breaking Babe Ruth's record, I'm going to want to watch that and cheer for that. So I got to get the kids when they have their Shohei Otani moment. You know, he's a pitcher who's leading their, like just the other day we watched the game where he was the starting pitcher and he also led the league in home runs. So the last time that happened that the pitcher was also the home run leader was in 1930 and it was Babe Ruth. So like Shohei Otani is in rarefied air statistically his people that do the same kind of stuff he does are kind of considered the best baseball players ever. So I wanted the kids to get into it, see it and watch it. But I don't like the Angels because they compete with the A's. Shohei Otani's on the Angels. So if you're not a baseball fan or if you are a baseball fan, you can realize my life is a mess because I'm like watching baseball with a a kind of academic interest trying to tell my kids how the game actually works because I'm tired of seeing them play it badly or not badly but just like ineptly I don't know what they don't know the rules and I'm like they need to know the rules that'll help them play So MLB TV is good for that. From a fan standpoint, MLB TV is weird. It's weird. I admit it, but I am watching it with a purely academic interest and then also a very coarse nationalistic basis. So MLB TV, good to watch with the kids. I wouldn't recommend it for you unless you want to watch all the teams except your home team it was good for me when I lived in New York and I wanted to watch the A's and that was like 8, 9, 19, 18 years ago but my account still worked it's cool to get into like an 18 year old account you're like remember when this is a vintage account. It's like logging into your Hotmail account. It's vintage. I've been reading, speaking of reading old emails, I've been reading old notes that Jack Whitten wrote, the um, painter. Let's, let's look this. Is, is Andrew Wild dead? No. Okay, Jack Whitten Born in December 5th, 1939. Passed away January 20th, 2018. He was an American painter and sculptor. In 2016, awarded the National Medal of Arts. 
it's cool. He's a African American painter and his book is called Notes from the Woodshed. It's published by Hauser and Worth, which is his gallery. And every year he has like a studio log from 1968 to 2017. So it's like his studio log here. Notes from the Woodshed is the first publication devoted to Witten's writings and takes its name from the heading Witten scrawled across many of his texts as a curator. Anyway, he kept a whatever. Some curator is talking about it. It's incomprehensible. But he kept a studio log and he would write like hours he was in the the studio or any notes he had or just it was like a journal and he kept it from 68 to 17 and I got it to kind of have a discussion I got it to have a discussion for with this other book by Gerhard Richter by the German post-war painter the daily practice of painting writings 1962 to 93 and that's kind of a similar Gerhard Richter kept notes and he would write you know he was a painter it's a lot like Jack Witten he kept notes over a long time and it's it's interesting what they're talking about trying to address abstraction and write about it and I wanted them to be on the shelf next to each other and have a kind of conversation. And I wanted to pick them up. They're kind of like bathroom reads. Like you just pick them up and read a couple of pages and that's it. And then next time you're looking at it, you're like 20 years in either direction. And you read a couple of pages and you're like, oh, early on it was like that. And, you know, so they're they're both abstract painters and I wanted to see how they thought about it because I, I went to art school. I think about abstract painting a lot and I look for, I love a book where it's just talking about abstract painting and being like I was looking for the concrete form with no representation okay so that's that's your idea concrete form no representation totally abstract they're trying so hard to to do that for decades and I guess we'll leave it with that thank you for tuning into the what's the matter with me podcast you can find past episodes on what's the matter with me.org apple Podcasts, wherever podcasts are listened listen to there are people listening to what's the matter with me podcast here's an amazon review by vic perry Ironically, five stars. Ironically, this book that decries ideologies could be a Bible, speaking almost always on deeply conceptual issues, not only of art making, but of living. Chew on that. 
Gerhard Richter, what's the matter with me? Thanks for tuning in. Peace.